Hi everyone, Isa Calzado here today. Today on the podcast, She Talks with... Inka Magnaya. She Talks Asia seeks to be a microphone for voices and ideas that can make an impact for women around the world. We believe in the power of sharing stories and sparking necessary conversations with some of the most interesting and inspiring female figures we've come across. Listen in on these conversations here on the She Talks Asia podcast. What does it mean to be intimate? Can our insecurities about our bodies get in the way of our intimate relationships, including that with ourselves? Can a safe and secure environment growing up empower you to embrace your sensuality and sexuality? All these and more as we get intimate with Inka Magnaye. Inka is a voiceover artist who comes from a rich and strong family of voiceover artists and announcers. With 27 years of experience under her belt, she started when she was only five years old. Wow. Inka has given life to so many ads and even became part of an international short film. A radio DJ turned podcast host with her successful podcast, Sleeping Pill with Inka. She continues to shed light to her advocacies such as animal welfare and women empowerment, literally lending her voice to make this world a better place. Welcome to She Talks, Inka. Thank you so much for having me, She Talks. And hi, Isa. So nice to meet you today. Hi, Inka. I know. I'm so happy to meet you. And I'm a bit starstruck, if if I'm being honest. Because, you know, because of, um, you know, of uh, of my research. (laughs) It's totally the voice. But it's also the personality. It's the brains as well. And now I'm looking at you. It's everything, baby. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't even, like... It hasn't even sunk in with me that I'm speaking with you today. You know what I mean? I'm just like, is this for real? <laughs> it is. I know, but it's. No, um, but seriously, I I listened to Sleeping Pill with Inka and congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Because you just dished out your 200th episode. Yes, I'm uh, so happy. Yeah, congratulations. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I super love it. And, Thank you know, you. I also um, did listen to your guesting on Sexy Time podcast with our oh, friends, yes. Belle and Ava. Yes. And, guys, shout out to the Sexy Time podcast. And you tackled the five sex languages. So fun. It, it was so fun. And so enlightening. So, you know, we're not going to be discussing that here today. Mm -hmm. So I do urge also our listeners to check out that podcast. You learn so much. And perhaps from there also, after listening to this podcast, you can listen to that and you can just tie everything in together. So Yes, it it, it should be a complimentary episode. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it should be. (laughs) We'll link it up. I'll tell the girls. You talk about some very good things mm. and and you know it's it's very helpful i feel that's so, what i want to do that's all that's you know when people say that if you get into content creation you need to have like a core value that you need to stick to because every now and then you'll really like 
kind of lose yourself. Lose it. And yes. go, diba, it's go easy. off track. Yeah. It's so, so what easy. is yours? So mine is, I just want to help. It's like that. Simple as that. It has to be like a simple thought. Kasi. So I want to help open eyes with my podcast. I want to help you get rest, get sleep, things like that. So that's really the the core of it all. I want to help give a voice to the voiceless. That's why I animal welfare is my primary concern. Mm. I want to talk about you first, Inka. I mean, I want to get okay. to know you more because <laughs> apart from all these beautiful tattoos that you've been um, showing us and you're I'm hearing your wonderful voice. I want to know more about you and how you started your career because from from what I read, you started early on. It's mm-hmm. five years old. Yeah. And both your parents were in the same, I guess, business or yeah. line of interest. So please yeah. tell me, what was it like growing up in that house? It was great. Actually, um, my parents also owned and ran a studio, a recording studio. Mm-hmm. So okay. very... Uh, very much a production house for audio post-production for TV and radio commercials. And of course, okay. it extends to like other things like AVPs, you know, things like that, like movie soundtracks, blah, blah, blah. And Sorry, what was it called? Ad Farm, Ad Farm Productions. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. It, was, it was up for, uh, my parents put it up when I was born, basically, because they mm-hmm. wanted to like start a thing when when I was a baby and... It grew into a very successful studio. It produced many award-winning commercials, actually. However, it burned down around oh. 2000, like early 2000. So now I was like 14. Sorry and to hear that. Thank you. It was, it was insane. It really changed. That was a turning point in all of our lives, which is uh, a big reason why I wasn't able to finish school, like I was telling you earlier. Yeah. So I, I know like because I listened to... The podcast. Your mom also did the Philippine Airlines. Uh, she did. She did. Voice so back, over. back when she was doing that, wala pa yung ano um, in-flight voice uh, recordings. So that came later on. So when my mom was uh, the voice of Philippine Airlines, she was the voice of Pal in all the ads. So she was the image voice to like the people, radios, TV, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because back then and- it was the FAs who would do the pull and no, they would be the ones to recite. Yes, I, I remember that. And then mm-hmm. now you're the one. Can you give us like a short sample? I know you did this for the Sexy Time podcast already. <laughs> but sure. please do it for She Talks. And sure. I, I'm sure you get a lot of this now. But- <laughs> Mabuhay and welcome to She Talks. We care about your safety. Please stow your baggage in the overhead bins or under the seats in front of you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> sure. We, we care about your safety. We do. This, this is a safe space. Yes. And we will be talking about some very, very um interesting, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> topics shortly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I you know I wanna also talk about where life has taken you from five years old. You did so much work. You were a DJ at 99.5 RT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you became a host. Natural progression of things. Yeah. And now you have your podcast. And you're very influential. Let's put it that way. Thank you. And, and to get to that. what I don't feel it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm sure it's there. I am aware of it. I'm not going to be like playing dumb about it. 
but it's not something that I try to focus on because you yeah. <laughs> Just a tip. Yeah. <laughs> good. Okay, good, good. Good on you. That is not your ikigai. That is not your purpose. No. Like you said earlier, your fo- your your um intention is to help. Yes. Now, if your in- intention is to always like make the money, influence people, dish mm-hmm. out content, maliligaw ka talaga. So like you really, as you said, lose your way. So, so have true. that as your North Star and you have so much ahead of you, Inka. So, uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But you did mention earlier, and I, I really also want to touch on this because this is an, a shared experience also that we have, that you said you did not finish school. Uh-huh. Yes. So, yes. Okay. T- tell us about this. Like how... When you say that, did you finish high school? I didn't also. Oh, not even high school. Okay. Yeah. So my only diploma, the only diploma to my name is my grade school diploma. (laughs) Okay. Nothing wrong with that. so funny. And it's great because um, I guess I was lucky that I was in a really good grade school. Mm -hmm. You know, in in our grade school, when I share grade six uh, to graduate, we needed to recite all of the poetry that we needed to recite in all the levels. So grade one had the poem, grade two had a specific poem, three, four, five, until six. And then we had to recite all of those again, plus do like a thesis paper, quote unquote. So of course, you know, kids can't really do thesis papers, right? But that's essentially what it was. We had to do research. We had to write chapter one, chapter two, and you know, all these things. We had to send out questionnaires. So it was like the school really taught us kind of prepared us for like higher levels of learning. Mm-hmm. So that's that's great. Thankful for that. And then when I got to high school, it was a different curriculum. It was a, mm-hmm. more of a self-study curriculum, but mm-hmm. in a campus with everyone else. So mm-hmm. there in one of that school, I, I learned how to study on my own, mm-hmm. look for information that I needed kind of prioritize which information is most important and the others are supporting. So these are really good habits that I was able to take with me. And then, so the studio burned down, right? When I was Mm -hmm. around 14, I was in high school and we were having trouble kind of getting the the ball rolling again because the studio burned, a lot of our equipment got destroyed. So my parents had to purchase new ones because they still wanted to reopen the studio. And yung pa, we had to rebuild. And then because we were rebuilding, we couldn't, we didn't want to let go of, my parents didn't want to let go of the employees, the sound editors, the the admin, the, all that stuff. So they continued also in good faith because, you know, all of these people had families to support. They mm-hmm. continued to pay the salary mm-hmm. despite like rebuilding and all that stuff. And then us. So we had kind of like a family meeting and we decided this together. Like, okay, so let's go, let's do homeschool because this is, this is the lay of the land, kids. This is what happened. So my parents really talked to us about it. Like, I don't know if that kind of put trauma (laughs) in us, but you know, to them, it was the best that they can do. I'm glad that they opened it up because I know people would be like, well, you shouldn't talk to kids about these, these things. But it also felt good that we had power or that we were consulted I was going to say that um, because listening to it it sounds like you were not kept in the dark Mm-mm. and power was the word that I was thinking actually Mm-mm. because by 
communicating with you and making you part of the decision making. Yes. Um, which was a tough one, I'm sure, as a mm-hmm. parent. Who, I'm sure they thought about to, it. But they gave you that um, yeah. because you became part of it. And mm-hmm. would you say that it helped in, because it, it seems to me like you're a very strong and independent woman. Am I correct in saying that? I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Would you say that this is one of the things that really also shaped you into becoming that? For sure. I feel like my parents have empowered all three of us, me and my siblings, um, since we were young. Because, for example, even things as small as what summer class do you want to take up this summer? Like we had the choice. Apparently, yes. others don't. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't realize that because, like, yeah. I was talking to someone recently, and then they were like, "Oh, I hated going to summer school." I'm like, "Why? It was it's so much fun. Like, I did theater, I did voice, I did you know all these things, uh, swimming and karate, and and then he was like, "I didn't like the stuff that my parents picked for me." I'm like, "Excuse me, what <laughs> picked for you? I didn't realize that 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 happened." So. I guess we were lucky in that sense that my parents have always wanted to let us know that we had voices that we could use, you know, literally and figuratively, right? So it's it, it was a great feeling. And I think w- with that like decision coming from us, it also helped curb any sort of resentment, yes. you know, like, well, you know, we talked about it. We were asked what we thought. And then this was the decision that we made and and uh, the effects of all of that. So it, it taught us actually a, many a complex thing, like the effects of your own decisions, the ability to decide, communicating what you feel, you know, all of these little layers. I didn't even, I don't even think my parents realized what they were doing at the time, but the effects of that were were very interesting. And so now I feel like that's one of the reasons why I'm so introspective i like to think (laughs) about things so yeah yeah and and from that introspection comes the i guess now the wisdom to be able to openly yeah it does help it and the awareness Mm -mm. to openly talk about the things you want to talk about and Mm -hmm. and we'll touch on this because you've been quite open and vocal about your sensuality and sexuality, which mm-hmm. is why we have you here for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've tackled one of the, um, I guess, the, the the most influential things in, in your life that empowered you. Um, but were you always vocal about, you, you know, just, you, you said this, um, that you, you always knew you were sensual. I remember mm-hmm. this from, from listening to the podcast with Belle and Ava yeah. and Ava. Uh, seems Ava. <laughs> <laughs> listening to that podcast with <laughs> Belle and Ava. Uh, you said at a very young age, you always knew you were sensual. You could Mm-mm. feel the wind on your face. Mm-mm. And I could resonate with that. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that, do you think uh, that awareness led to also... You know, you were comfortable with that. For sure, for sure. Like what you were talking about earlier, you know, things are, sometimes they progress naturally, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're a kid, of course you don't think about sensuality as like in in a sexual way, right? Because you're a kid, it's not aware to you. So Mm -hmm. if it's not made aware to you or you don't even know about it, it, it can't 
occur to you that way. So Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, being sensual meant being aware of how things felt. Uh, I would rather wear these specific shirts because of the way they felt. I did. I wouldn't wear that one because it. I don't like the way the fabric feels, or like yeah, you know, the wind in my in my face and in my hair. Or when I'm in the pool, I often put my hands like right on top of the water, and then I put the surface tension like right here where my fingers are. And it's such. If you've never tried that, it's such an interesting feeling. You just do that. Well, like you know how when you are intoxicated for the first time and you feel things for the first time. Mm-hmm. Those are, are new feelings. But after that, even when you're not intoxicated, you remember the feeling. Remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like when you're a kid, sensuality is just that like pre-intoxication, right? Yes. And then it evolves. Yeah. And that, it's so pure. Yeah. Because it's, it's so pure. Clean. It could even be the taste of the strawberry yes. Sunday. Yes. Or like, you know, like it's little things, the sound. Yeah. Of, you know, Actually. when we talk about sensuality, it's not just, you know, it's not sexuality right away. Oh, it's the yeah. way. And then, but That's then, there's a different word for it, right? The sex, exactly. sexuality and sensuality coming from the word sense. And then, but you know, again, natural progression Mm-mm. when you start feeling things, the hormones, and the yeah. hormones, and you know, becoming more aware of certain Mm-mm. things, then it could lead to more sexual, I guess. Um, yeah, feelings you can tie it in exploration for sure. Um, for sure, you know, you're talking about this um, pre interview, um, pre conversation yeah. for she talks. Um, I, I was telling you, like, I'm so glad that we, I guess, are more open to these conversations now because growing up, I always talked about this with my friends. Mm -mm. It was just not publicly talked about. And there were hardly any like resources. It's like, where do do, do you begin? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So where did you begin? You know what? I can't really say because both of my parents are very conservative also. Like, <laughs> it's surprising how I got here. <laughs> like, my mom is the type to be like, are you really going to go out dressed like that? <laughs> you know? I'm cute. As usual, yeah. And then I honestly don't know really how I got here. Maybe just by by natural. I think this is how I've always been. So I explored mm-hmm. as as best I could. I tried to use discernment. When it comes to like picking out information that I feel like, oh, this sounds correct. You know, it pro- oh, no, no, no. Okay. I think it probably started, you know, when you buy Cosmopolitan magazines, right? But wala pang yes. Cosmo PH. And then mm-hmm. these Cosmo mags would, would come like maybe from the US. And it's like 17 tips to make your man like squeal or whatever. <laughs> I'm like reading it in the bathroom. My mom's magazine is like, oh, what does that mean? I <laughs> so, love it. That's how it so, kind of started for me, I think. But for me, honestly, and and uh, I, I'm going to break some uh, very, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. I'm going to break some uh, very established boxes okay. <laughs> that <laughs> I've been put into. Oh, right. Okay, uh, like all this. right. Um, Mama Mary, <laughs> I always say this. It it was very it's been very tough for me to have to carry that and we'll, I, mm. we'll talk about that a little more later uh-uh. because I never really identified as such that's why I always break it when I have certain interviews like yeah. Mama Mary Magdalene guys yeah like I'm I'm a bit of both because 
you know, you can't just be show one. Also, how great of an actress you are. Like, people are like, <laughs> that's totally her. <laughs> no, because the duality can exist. And I believe in that. Like, I love you know, duality. Dubai, it's like, yeah. you, please don't box us in as just one. We can yeah. be naughty and nice. You know, Correct. we can be all of these things. Yeah, because I'm such a great, like, tipas love me. You know what I mean? Like, tipas <laughs> yeah. want their sons to marry me type. I've, 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 that's been said to me a few times now. But it's such a great compliment, diba? isn't it? I want my son to, ano, parang, are you single? So it's like, I'm that and I'm also sensual and I also love sex. You know what I mean? It's impossible to just be one because humans yeah. are so multifaceted, multidimensional. If you're just one, parang, exactly. really? I was going to say because we're human, mm-hmm. but also, because some some women might also be listening and thinking, I'm not a very sensual or sexual person. Is there something wrong with me? No, no, that's just you. Yeah, and you know we shouldn't. We shouldn't. I guess. Yeah, we shouldn't make others feel bad for who they are. Oh yeah, I I talk and about what, this often too. I love that conversation because it's like. This is what I often say also about feminism. You know, mm-hmm. feminism to me is empowering the the woman, the the person, right? To exist how they how they want to exist, how it makes them happy, right? So if you want to be a CEO, be a CEO. Let's use like very polarizing and you know, um solid examples, let's say. Let's not go into the gray areas. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be CEO, be a CEO. If you want to be a housewife, be a housewife. Be a stay-at-home mom. If you want to be more in touch with your sensuality and your sexuality, explore it. As long as you're safe, right? That's all that matters. Yes. And you don't hurt anybody and you don't hurt yourself. That's go ahead. If you want to be modest and you're empowered in your modesty, please enjoy Love that. Love it. Diba? That's go. Go do it. I No judgment for me. If it makes you happy, I'm happy. That's a really, really good um, definition of what feminism could be, it mm-hmm. is for you. You know, but, you know, Inka, let's admit it. We're, we're both, I was going to say we're both in our 30s. Oops, I just turned 40. <laughs> pala. It's only been a month. Fresh lang talaga. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, I can still say belated happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> but we come from a culture, though, and a society that, you know, growing up, especially right mm-hmm. now, it, we're talking about this, but sex is mostly taboo. Yes. Like, it still is. Um, still is, but yeah. we've, we've, wow. We've we're trying to so break much. through that, that little we hole, are. that little crack that's been like, you know, crushed kind into of, that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah but, but, but still, you know, like, I think safely, because Mm-mm. we, we are not trying to raise a generation of, of women or kids that don't have, I guess, values or virtues to latch on to. I I, I actually think that this is actually something that can go hand in hand Mm -mm. in them, in shaping them. Because you you have to have the discussions. Otherwise, we'll really rebel or tiptoe around it. And that's when a lot of the 
unsafe things happen in, yes. in my opinion and so, actually i can, can i just add also i i went on a show that kind of specifically talks about that. Do you know, see, uh, Doc Rika? She's a sex I know, therapist. I right? Rika. Yeah. So I went on her show and then she was asking me about like how how open a conversation sex is in my family. So I mentioned that my parents are conservative, but they always fostered a very healthy, very open environment at home. So we always felt like we could talk to them about anything. And we knew mm-hmm. that we wouldn't be judged. Like you can discipline your child without making them feel shame or that you are judging them. Right. So, and that is what was fostered at home so much so that when I lost my virginity, I told my mom the next day. Like, we had <laughs> oh, that's that. so yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm like, mom, I have to tell you something. And then she's just like, oh, my baby. <laughs> so, it, yeah. It well, was a, they're not as conservative as I thought they would be. If they're not the that case. conservative, yeah. Okay, they just want me to be safe, kind of conservative. Of like, you know, try to, I know, because you don't know what other people will do to you and things like that. So I, I get it. I get it. But I love yeah. it. I love that your mother did not make you feel or attach any kind of shame or guilt around that. And you, you no. mentioned the word shame because this is actually what I wanted to ask because. There is a lot of shame mm-hmm. and guilt mm-hmm. that surrounds sex in our society. Why yeah. do you think that is? I think that it is very much a core of religion, like you mentioned earlier. Because it's really a it's <laughs> but it's true. That's in my yeah. opinion as well. Like I think yeah. a lot of it also comes from how we are, you know, hugely a Catholic Christian yes. population. Yes. So and I think that. one of the reasons why I think I'm not, don't uh, flog me for this, listeners. I'm just going to say that I feel like a lot of, you know, very devout Christians or Catholics, the ones who practice like no sex before marriage. I feel like they get married really early so they they can. <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm not gonna. I'm just, I'm laughing because I actually know of quite a few friends who ah. did get married earlier because of that. Ah. Even if the relationship is a bit fresh. But you mm-hmm. know, they're still in the, in that marriage or relationship. Um, that's good. And, so and that's I feel good, like... Yeah, and their faith teaches that the value of like really staying together, which is which is awesome. The downside of of just that is, and I don't feel like this is because or comes from the faith, because I don't ever recall Jesus or anything in the Bible saying that you should shame people like Mary Magdalene, for example. In fact, oh, he was... Binifriend niya nga, diba? Binifriend pa niya, diba? So Befriend he was... and defended. Yes, oh. yes. So I don't think it comes from him. Um, what happens really is religion as it is presently has been interpreted and has gone through many different kinds of interpretations by mortals. So, of course, we will add our own biases to these things. We will add uh, like how we understand it as it comes to us. That is how we relay it to others, right? So, 
it comes with shame because someone added shame into the mix. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And because that, and you cannot also invalidate where that person is coming from because yeah. we each have our own human experiences. Correct. Perhaps that person was raised by somebody who, who was like that. Who was like that. And so that's why I, I think these conversations are very important now because we we need to break through this. And for me, it always just boils down to making the environment mm-hmm. safer for the yeah. next generation. Absolutely. I love that and my parents us. did that. And for us, I love mm-hmm. that my parents did that also because like one, I could talk to them about that. So they often talk to me about like discernment when it comes to mm. like the opposite sex. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you find someone that you love, you know, they never really said that you have to get married first. You have to get married first. You know, it's like, it's a sin. It's a sin. Yeah. They never said that. They were always very careful with their wordings. Just make sure it's someone that you care for, someone that's, that's worthy of your affection. They, they really put importance of on my, like, I should be happy. I should be comfortable. I, I sorry, you just said something. You should. You said your parents said should be worthy of your affection Mm-mm. of you, basically. So, what I am hearing and and what I'm understanding is, is that your parents really gave you that strong self esteem, mm-hmm. that sense yeah. of self worth. Yes. And, and, to me, this is very, very important because when you are in any relationship, it is this sense of self-worth and self-esteem that will enable you to, I feel, I, I am no expert, by the way, this is not Dr. Isa Calzado talking. <laughs> this is just Isa Calzado, lifelong learner. Yeah, no. um, uh, <laughs> I, I just feel that this is where the boundaries come in. Mm-hmm. This is where the values come in. And I am very aware of this because I had to learn a lot of this on my own. I had very low self-esteem growing up. And honestly, it's something I still deal with to mm-hmm. this day. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, and having to really work on myself. These yeah. are things I identify. So when I hear it in others and, and when I hear it that, Oh, my parents did that. I was like, I'm also taking cues because, again, research. Right. I'm about to have my child. Correct. Lifelong learner, indeed. Oh, noted for this is what I'll do. Yeah, because <laughs> sex was uh, not taboo in our in our home. Not okay. okay. <laughs> not at yes. all. Yes, but you know, if there is a discussion around it, but there is no adult discussion whereas yeah. it's really lengthily explained properly Mm-mm. you could also you go another way let's just put it yeah. that way because yeah. it's open to interpretation to a young mind diba? so right right i won't go into detail now maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just slowly inching my way to, <laughs> to <laughs> talking about this um but Let's just say that from a very young age, I was exposed to very mature conversations, very mm-hmm. mature content. Uh, right, let's right. put it. Th- so my my awakening my was rather early in life. I see. Um, I see. And 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 I I imagine having that and navigating all of this 
but your self-esteem and your self-worth is actually very low. It's it was That's not dangerous. a very good yes. It was yeah. quite dangerous. Because sometimes I say in my interviews, I also understand why God made me probably gain that much weight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. Because yeah. you know, like it was somehow a protection. It was somehow yeah. like because it made me kind of not explore as much. Right. It kept you. It kept me in. like yeah. in because yeah. because of the way I looked. Right, but right, right. If if I if I looked <laughs> I see. If I looked um, <laughs> the way know, that I do now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that, but we'll say like oh gosh, I mean trouble. Mm-hmm. I but, feel you, you know, I feel you. You know, like, and it's so, so in some, I have somehow, a friend like that. I have a friend like that. Like, gorgeous, gorgeous lady. But so, like, the self-esteem was not at the same level of her beauty. And she was very young when she started exploring dangerously and rebelliously. Mm. So, so, yeah. And she's in a better space now, I hope. Much better. She's oh, happy. Yeah. She is healthy. You, and she has... She has gotten rid of a lot of her very unhealthy habits that she learned at that time of her exploration. So I'm so happy for her. Thank you. And, and you know, yun talagang naitawid namin. Thank yeah. you, Lord. <laughs> this you, is Lord. all by God's grace. <laughs> Mama yeah. Mary, help us. Yun talaga dito papasok si Mama Mary. Kaya I'm a believer. I love you, Lord. And thank you talaga sa lahat mm-hmm. ng angels, guardian angels. You oh know, my gosh. But, yeah. That's not to say that I didn't have my own fair share of whatever's in life. You know, lang. Me too. Um, Me too. Diba? Mm. So, you know, mm, stuff we talk about in <laughs> yeah. therapy. Therapy, yes. Um, whew, but you know, all I'll say is everything happens for you. And it's really something to learn from. Mm-hmm. Everything is a learning curve. It, Painful as it may seem, mm-hmm. especially when it's happening oh my or God, yeah. when it's fresh. Yeah. But there is always something to learn from it. And that is the work that we have to do. Correct. Whew, Correct. That's a bit heavy, but okay. We, we, we touched on insecurities, self-worth mm-hmm. earlier. You know, do you think, Inca, that it is something that can get in the way of intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah. self and others? Absolutely, because, you know, you don't like the way you look. You can't really get into it. Like there are times when I, as I am now, like who I am now, there are times when I feel like really bloated or, you know, because I have PCOS, I have polycystic ovary syndrome. And it really causes me to, and my weight to fluctuate like really badly to the Mm -hmm. point where sometimes I look so bloated. I'm just like, Like, of course, there's nothing wrong with weight, right? But because Mm -hmm. of the added like hormones, and then I am also uh, diagnosed bipolar too. So I have like Mm -hmm. depression dips, and you combine those things, and it's just like a mess. I am a mess, and I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I mean, you can be at you not, you are not. Yes, that, I can be. I just wanted to point that yes, out. Yes, yeah. yes. Words are powerful. I can mm-hmm. be. I get into those states and those times I cannot even, as a verb, love myself. 
And I cannot love my partner as a verb also, love as a verb, mm-hmm. right? So it really does get in the way. It absolutely does. It can. The solution to that, I, I feel like, is really just getting to know yourself. Because when that happens, um, for example, I'm just aware that it is just a state that I am not this, right? I know yes. this is just what I'm feeling now. Now. Right. And I will sit with that emotion. I will sit with the sadness. And sometimes mm-hmm. I do let myself slip and be like, you know, unkind to myself. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, you bounce back from that, especially when you know yourself very well. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, and I feel like that's why exploration is so important. And I feel like shame when it comes to exploring yourself is something detrimental because you know, like what we said earlier, humans are multifaceted. And mm-hmm. how are we going to know ourselves completely if we don't explore all parts of us? It's part of that, of, of self-love. I, I agree. So you explore, you acknowledge. And, and the hardest is to accept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like right oh gosh, yeah. oh gosh. like it's you so actually hard. said this earlier and i wanted to tell you inka forgive yourself and it's so hard it, it is. must be because i know i i know how hard it is my therapist said self-compassion is so important oh my gosh yeah yeah and that's like super bullseye and you know you you, you don't that ties in with guilt eh, and shame mm-hmm. and blame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these are things like, you know, um, you carry that. So you, you sometimes, it's, it's like a chicken and egg story, right? Like, yeah. if you're carrying it, then how do you evolve and become lighter and, you know, yeah. better? If you, Lalana, right? If you, if, if you repeat the same cycles, repeat that means you're cycle. just there. Because oftentimes we do, we do have mm-hmm. a pattern. And, mm-hmm. and at some point, I used to really beat myself up, not physically, but, you know, yeah. in my head for certain things. And, and it's really been very liberating, I guess, to yeah. practice self-compassion mm-hmm. that whenever I stumble, because it's inevitable as a, yes. a human being, you, will, you have to really get up and say, okay, lesson. What's the lesson here? Yes. Turn it. Okay, forward, onward, upward. Okay. And then as you're moving forward, you're always like, sometimes you find yourself going back like, oh, I shouldn't have, Uh, it's okay. Shake it off. (laughs) Yeah. Shake it off, shake it off. Mm Because otherwise you get stuck. And when you're stuck, what happens? Yeah. You get anxious and whatever. So uh, it's, it's, absolutely. I I love it. I love right. <laughs> I love it. I love it also. And it's like when you when we could, for example, going to therapy, you learn so much about how to. I I I told my therapist I liken it to building mental scaffolding for my brain. Oh, okay. Right. So it's like you're That's you're putting right. these things up so that eventually your mind can stand alone on its own without the scaffolding because that's what it gets used to. So that's kind of like how I see the practices. And it's a 
constant practice. So in the same way that if you want to learn how to love yourself, become more in touch with your sensuality and your intimacy, of course, it's not going to feel natural at first if it's not something that you're used to, right? But Mm -hmm. you work on it. You do it regularly and it becomes a habit and then you get used to it. And I think it's such an important habit to to develop because, for example, like the episode that we did with the syllabelle and Ava, right? Mm-hmm. When you want to get intimate with your husband, but it's so awkward. But if you're in touch with your sensuality, your sexuality, and I feel like it would be a little bit easier to do that and to find that playful side of yours to bring out, right? The fun. <laughs> number one, sex mm-hmm. is number one. The fun. Mm-hmm. The yes. Fun. No. You you mentioned earlier that you go through these dips, right? Yes. yes. I, you know, if for somebody who's listening, probably asking, like, how do you get yourself out of that? Do you have um, maybe you can share like maybe three tips that help you get out right. of that funk? I don't know mm-hmm. what you call it, but, you know, yeah. um, to bounce back. Yes, I'd love to do that. You know me, I just want to help, right? (laughs) So I would say my first tip, uh, three is a good number. My first tip would be to not force yourself to get out of it because sometimes it really is, it is what it is. It could be like a chemical imbalance thing, a hormonal thing. That's not going to stop. If you will it to stop, it will happen. Mm -hmm. So Trying to force yourself out of a funk will, I feel like, just make you feel guilty that you can't. So just... It can uh, frustrate you. Yes. And it'll add to that. So just stay there if that's where you are. The key is to not let it stop you. So Mm -hmm. you can be in that funk and still like submit something that you need to submit or even if the only thing you can do is take a bath or brush your teeth. Just like see what the next step is and try to do that. So that's my first tip. Mm -hmm. Second tip would be to find a really good, really solid, find and establish a really good, really solid support system. I have two because I I have like, uh, we all have two parts of our lives, right? So my my personal, my family life and my work life. Professional. Yes. So having a team like my manager and then my team here, I have Isa and and other Isa, Isabel and Noah here with us right now. They are so much a part of my team that makes it possible for me to work even on my hardest days because they're there to help me and they're there to understand Literally yesterday or the other day, I had like a mental breakdown because I needed to do this thing for a client. And it wasn't even like a a big thing, but Mm. it really, I just had to accept that it stressed me out and it triggered something, Mm. right? So Mm. it is what it is. I was able to do it. I was able to get through it. I submitted it. And then Patsy was like, you did it, Sestra, my manager for people listening. Yeah, shout out Patsy. (laughs) They're like, she's like, uh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you were able to handle this and stuff like that. And then on the flip side, my other team members were just like, you can do it, Inca. You got this. We believe in you. Or take your time. So it's so important to have people that you work with, that you live with. My family also does the exact same for me. To For them to be able to understand you and give you space 
mm-hmm. and to support you in the way that you need. So all you have to do is tell them sometimes. My mom asks, sometimes she doesn't know what to do if I'm in a depressive mood. She'll be like, uh, what what do I do when you're like this? I'm like, it's okay, mom. Just kind of, you can leave me be here. I'm okay. She goes, okay, can I just check in on you every now and then? I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, sure. So she'll do that. She'll leave me food at the door and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. that's my tip number two. And then tip number three is develop habits on your own that will help you get out of a spiral. Because you can be in a depressive, in a dip And then you can also spiral and you don't want to spiral. So just mindfulness practices, like talking to yourself, like it's okay. This is, you know, things like it's, it's a bad day, not a bad life. You know, the things to ground you. Could even just be a bad hour. Correct. Correct. Which is what happened to me the other day. (laughs) (laughs) I was fine after that. I watched an episode of like House of the Dragon and I was good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, we have people listening in and I'm sure it's a, it's again, your mission to help others. So Mm -hmm. it'll be very helpful and inspiring. Happy to share. Uh, Yeah. And (laughs) oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack really, but we don't have that much time. Uh, But I feel like (laughs) part two will have maybe a part two or three and four or five of this conversation. But but I love that. I think we tackled a lot of things. And um, to my partners, <laughs> in talks, I hope you get you. You know, I'm not a, I'm not the most structured person, uh, so I don't know how I I'm going to end great. this. I oh, thought that, that was great. Yeah, oh, it's I love like you. thank you. You're kind. Oh, I, um, I, I I enjoy this conversation, and like I feel like we did cover a lot already. I don't mm-hmm. and. You know, in doing podcasts, especially like podcasts where it's like conversation, it's good to cover a lot and go deep. But also, we want to leave space for the listeners to to have their own input in as they exactly. listen, right? Right. Yeah. So, I, I I'm sure that we gave them a lot to work with today. I hope so, and I, mm-hmm. I feel that we did, and and I really learned so much from you as well. And um, thank you. Know, you. Yay! Thank you for being part of of, of our um, episode of our podcast, and you know we Happy also want to keep it light. You yeah, know, we, we did. We we did tackle a lot of heavy stuff. A lot of we opened a lot of things. Yeah, but um, what what I think is great about podcasts is people listen to them usually on their own headphones, mm-hmm. earphones. So even if we do tackle or like touched up on uh, a bit of the heavier side of things. Yeah. They're listening to it in the safety of their solitude. So it's not like they'll be shy. Mind. Yeah. 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 So with, I, at least I hope open, so. I hope so. With an open heart and heart. an open mind. True. <laughs> but True. here is the light, as in lightning questions. Oh, okay, okay, okay. For every guest, we have that lightning questions. <laughs> I'm okay. going to give you five questions. These are not hard well, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, because sometimes you're like, oh, what? True, like, true. Be easy, but then you're like, oh, there's so many options. Yes. Um, but just, just first thing that comes or person or first answer that comes into your head, just, okay. just fly with it. Okay, okay. okay. I'm going to close my eyes are, so I can focus. Yeah. Love it. Inka, <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready, Isa. Okay. <laughs> These are your lightning questions. Okay. 
Who is your... Ah, wait. May request pala ako, Inka. Ay, ano? What's up? Because, you know, as a voiceover artist, perhaps you can choose to answer in a <laughs> different kind of voice per... <laughs> per, per, per question. question. Okay, so yeah, okay. I'll try. Like, I'll, I'll like, do my just, best. Just I identify like, oh, for this question, maybe I'll do this. Okay. This and it, you know, that voice could repeat that. Like because it could be okay. the same. Let's say, oh, I want to do my sexy voice for this because it. I feel like it entails. A I like it. Sexy. Okay. Okay. Response. Oh, I let's love say it. I love okay. it. Okay. Are you game, ready? Game. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Lightning questions. Coming your way. Inka, who is your dream dinner guest? I want to talk to Emma Watson. Mm-mm. Emma Watson? Mm-mm. I don't know if we're supposed to ask why. Or to explain. <laughs> I'll, qu- I'll quickly explain. explain. She quickly, has become... Can, I'll, I'll pause and then you can explain. Yeah. Okay. So okay why yeah. Emma Watson? I feel like she has become one of those young, forward-thinking um, feminists and I want to pick her brain about that also because like I grew up watching her as Hermione so that's an added like fangirl factor for me <laughs> good I, I really like her as well what is not to like Emma Watson okay next up which artist are you listening to the most now host Malone wow yeah I I find myself enjoying the rhythm of his songs they're very easygoing, mm-hmm. and the lyrics are sometimes they cut deep. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Seasons change, but we can't let go. And oh, was that um, run away, but we're running in circles. That's that's inter- That was interesting for me. We're running away, but we're running in circles. So you just come right back again and repeat that cycle, like what come you're right talking back. about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh! Right. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Mm-hmm. Malone. Okay. Current guilty pleasure. Oh no, gummy bears. Gummy bears. <laughs> the I sour kind? Be, the sour kind. I should be eating sweets, but that's so good. Okay. Live life. Live life. Okay, this is nice. Best love advice you've ever received. Oh my. Um, you have to love your partner not the way you want to be loved but the way they want to be loved. That's the best love advice I've received. Just because loving them in the way that you want to be loved, it doesn't really work that way because they probably won't absorb it the same way you do. And it's a very selfish, it's not selfish in itself, but it comes from a selfishness, right? I'm loving you this way because this is the way I want to be loved. As opposed mm-hmm. to asking your partner and communicating, how do you want to be loved? Yeah, yeah, it makes total sense, and it'll take more work, but I'm sure the return is is through yes. the roof. Yes, you know? exactly. But, but let's just let's just hope that you're both doing that. Yeah, because that's if the only thing. one person is doing that. Then you shouldn't be in that also, relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Okay. okay, fun. What superpower do you want to have? Hmm. You know, I, I was always like going in and between like reading minds or flight, but I'm going to answer this honestly and say I've always wanted the power to see inside people's minds and read their fears. 
Oh, mm, there's something actually. There's something very sexy about that, <laughs> right? I and, know what you're afraid of, darling. Right? It's like it's like mm. there's so much power, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. and it's so dark and dangerous, mm-hmm. and hence the sexiness. Yes, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Whoa. And like you Ooh. can use it both ways, right? Like if yeah, if you have the power, yeah. If you have the power to see the 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 fear of your lover, you can do your best to help them through it, avoid it. If mm-hmm. you can use it to protect you as well, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, love that power. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> well, that that's. I hope you had fun, Inka. I had Thank so, you so much, much fun. Oh, thank you so much for being part of She Talks um, and our podcast. And, you know, it's been great connecting with you. You as well. Thank you. And and just really having this conversation about intimacy, sensuality, sexuality. And I I hope that our listeners learn a thing or two or a Mm -hmm. lot from it. And um, so, you know, as you said, we're here to help. Yes. I'm here also to help and make others happy, you know? Yeah. It's and that's the least you can do. Yeah. That's all we want, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all we want. And thank you. Thank you for being part of this episode. And I'll see more of you, hopefully. Definitely. Um, now that we are connected. Yeah. And, I love um, it. I love it. I'm so happy to be here also. Thank you for, for talking to me about these things. These are... Some obviously, as you can tell from everything that I said, it's one of my favorite things to do is to introspect and talk about this and why we're like that. And I had I had a ball, to be honest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Did you. It's great. Been, it's been fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> On my own. Huh? You, On my yes. own. Thing, like I don't even have no one's even here from She Talks except me. <laughs> Guys, I you, did it on my own. I'm if you adult. didn't tell me that this was your first time that you were nervous, I wouldn't have ever guessed. <laughs> oh, my armpits are super sweaty <laughs> at the moment, like buskill. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's always a first time for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Sometimes you just have to take that leap. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here true. we are. I true, hope true. Patsy's proud as well. Shout out to Patsy and oh yes, footprint. Again, Inka, thank you so, so much thank for being you. part of today's episode. And for everyone listening in, thank you for listening to the She Talks Asia podcast. Watch out for our next episode for more inspiring and insightful stories. You can check us out or message us at She Talks Asia on Instagram, Facebook, and SheTalksAsia.com. Next time here on the She Talks Asia podcast, we have Monique Ong. Was lying down for three weeks and I didn't have enough muscles actually, so I could not walk or stand up or even lift my head. So if I'm lying down, but if I have to sit up, my my, my brain kind of flops, flops all around. Like I don't even have the neck muscles to actually manage it. Catch us next week.